3000 crore rupees that my dear friends is the amount worth of loans that people took to buy courses from byju's during the covid years alone and it is what fueled the unprecedented growth of the edtech giant how it grew to having a whopping 150 million students on its roster so where did all these loans come from nbfcs or non banking financial companies like avance financial services aditya birla finance and fullerton india byju's needs these financing options because its one year courses range from anything between 20000 rupees to 1.4 lakh rupees now obviously not all its customers can afford to pay it all in one go which is why byju's tied up with these nbfcs to give them emi options so you get how byju's depends majorly on these nbfcs for its sales i don't think i need to repeat how much trouble byju's is in currently i listed all the things that have been coming as a series of knockout punches for byju's in the previous episode of daybreak now here is one more starting in april all these major nbfcs including avance aditya birla and fullerton india suspended their loans that helped byju's make its sales this whole situation is reminding me of a line from a bob dylan song the carpet too is moving under you it's all over now baby blue okay that was a little dramatic but not all is lost there is still some hope for byju's and that is a whole different story and you need to go read the latest edition of my colleague praveen gopal krishnan's newsletter called the nut graph to find out about it it is called byju's has one escape route i'll link it to the show notes of this episode now coming back to the nbfc carpet that is moving from under byju's feet what is the edtech giant doing to not fall down welcome to daybreak a business podcast from the ken i'm your host nigda sharma and i don't chase the news cycle instead thrice a week on mondays wednesdays and fridays i will come to you with one business story that is worth understanding and worth your time today is monday the 26th of june colleague and the Ken's deputy editor Arundhati Ramanathan who reported about these NBFCs suspending their loans for Byju's and she did it a day before all hell broke loose for the edtech giant and the news came that Deloitte had resigned as its editor and so had three important board members now this is a very important story because these loans financed by these NBFCs were literally the lifeblood that sustained Byju's products for all these years and to understand the gravity of the situation better there is one important piece of information that we need to be aware of Byju's has been trying to move away from its door to door selling strategy now they are selling via zoom calls but convincing people to take loans via e-consultations is not the same as doing it face to face I think we can all agree that it does not have the same kind of persuasive power. 
So, what is Baiju's doing to contain the situation? It is doing something that it has rarely done before. It is giving out these loans using its own funds from its balance sheets. Now, considering all the questions that surround the company's financials, stuff like how it is yet to file its financial statement for 2022, the one before that too came 18 months late and also had a lot of issues. And also how Baiju's own projection of getting revenue worth 10,000 crore rupees in the financial year 2022 is most likely incorrect, which, by the way, again, was reported by Arundhati. So, considering all this, using its own money to fund the loans that it gives out to its customers does seem a little dangerous, right? Turns out, Baiju's already had these offerings called Baiju's Assure, Baiju's Advantage and Baiju's Direct. But these were only for funding loans to customers that the NBFCs thought were too risky. It would use funds from its balance sheet to allow users to enroll for its courses, costing up to 1 lakh rupees by making a down payment of 25,000 rupees. The rest, it would collect in EMIs with 0% interest rate. But what might come as a surprise to you about this very risky option is that it actually might have some advantages. It saves Baiju's the 10% interest cost that it paid the NBFCs for issuing these zero-interest loans to its users. Plus, the process also resolves how Baiju's was calculating its revenue, which was quite messy in the first place. It is what actually landed it in trouble with its auditor Deloitte. But, of course... This path is going to open a whole new can of challenges for the ailing edtech giant. Stay tuned. First of all, a Baiju's executive told Arundhati that the average revenue per user dropped 30 to 40% in moving to this model. And that is because it is hard to sell high-ticket items online. But, supposedly, the productivity of sales personnel has also risen to compensate for this drop. Next, the edtech has no expertise in assessing the creditworthiness of a customer. And it also had to increase its collection team. These are the things that even seasoned lenders find hard to get right. When asked about this, the company spokesperson said that the down payment itself is a check for creditworthiness. Another challenge is that Baiju's cash flow is under pressure because it does not get the money upfront. It only receives it from parents who decide to pay it back. Plus, Baiju's cannot report delinquencies to credit bureaus such as Sibyl or use that as a stick to get parents to repay. Why? Because it is not a lender. So, if customers choose not to pay back, it is the edtech's loss. But that is not stopping the company from using this as a scare tactic. And finally, over 30% of Baiju's users drop out of its products by returning them. This was told to us by two mid-level employees of the edtech. A former analyst at an investment bank told Ken that in the short term, this level of return could also raise red flags when the company wants to get more funding. 
Meanwhile, business at Baiju's is slowing down. A sales manager in charge of a region told Arundhati that they used to sell 5 crore rupees worth of products in a week. Now, that is down to 3 crore rupees. Another sales executive noted a 25% drop in his sales. But a Baiju spokesperson said that the company's sales have grown by 25% over the last year. This basically means that the EdTech's financial results for the year 2024 may get impacted. But hold on, because we are getting ahead of ourselves here. Way ahead. Why? You know it. Because like I told you earlier, Baiju's is yet to file its audited statements for the financial year 2022. This act itself has 1.26 billion dollars riding on it. To know more about this loan, I recommend that you read Arundhati's report which is linked to the show notes of this episode and also listen to my previous episodes on Baiju's. That's all for now. Catch you on Wednesday. Daybreak is produced from the newsroom of the Ken, India's first subscriber-focused business news platform. What you're listening to is just a small sample of our subscriber-only offerings. A full subscription unlocks daily long-form feature stories, newsletters, subscriber-only apps, and podcast extras. Head to theken.com and click on the red subscribe button on the top of the website. I am Snigdha Sharma, your host, and today's episode was edited by my colleague Rajiv C N. 